Hey folks, I'm Nick D'Alessandro, and this is Wait 5 Minutes, a podcast about Florida by a Floridian. Happy March, happy springtime, and happy spring break season. I've been excited about this episode because this week we're starting a little mini-series, sort of a season within a season kind of thing, which is something I'm going to be trying to do a little more of over this year, just an experiment to see different ways to tell stories, talking about the same sorts of things within seasons, just doing a sort of bunch of episodes about one topic or a similar topic and then doing another bunch of episodes. You'll see I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to, to find new ways to tell stories with this show, but, but let's get started with this mini season because like I said it is spring break season and one thing I loved doing during my spring breaks in college was taking myself and my friends on road trips. I love road trips. They're essential to the DNA of this show and taking myself on trips around Florida has always been my favorite type of episode for this podcast since it started five years ago. So that is what we are doing. For the month of March we're going on day trips. We're catching up with some old friends along the way, finding some new hidden treasures and recording podcasts on the fly on location and seeing what comes out of it. I'm excited to discover all that we're about to discover. So let's start with our first trip, the one that inspired the creation of this season, sort of. It's in search of the devil of Gainesville. To find it, I'll now pass the microphone over to me from uh, a few days ago, but a little over a week ago in a hotel room in Tallahassee, just after an adventure and just before another. Take it away, me. If I sound a little different, if the uh, room around me has a, a, an unusual sound to it, if you can hear the very loud air conditioner across the room for me, that's because this is not my usual setup. Usually I record in a big chair in my room with my microphone that's been there as long as I've been in that house. You are listening to me now uh, from from Tallahassee because that's where I am, and 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 it's actually because next week I'm or uh, the next week for this, uh, the next episode you hear, not rather not next week from where I'm recording it, but uh, a week from the time that you're hearing this episode, you will hear an episode about me going on a hike. If you remember last year, I went to a uh, a big hike with my friend Lily Anderson Messick of the Florida Native Plant Society, looking for the terea plant, the terea tree that's up in the panhandle. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going back and listening to it. It's a great one because Lily is the best guest. I, I'm so grateful to have gotten to hang out and explore with her. But the thing I'm really excited about is that I'm getting to do that again. Now, it's been about 13 months. I did it at the end of January in 2022. It's now the end of February 2023. And I'm very grateful that I get to go do that trip again. But I learned a few things the last time I did this, which is that I should probably be in North Florida and not have to wake up at like 6 a.m. to drive from my friend's house uh, just north of the Ocala National Forest. That's what I did last time. I woke up before sunrise. I was exhausted by the time I was driving home because I woke up at like 6 a.m. But this time I decided to go to Tallahassee first and spend the afternoon in Gainesville for a little while with my girlfriend who lives just nearby. And so I, I wanted to see some sites in Gainesville and, and sought out sort of a little topic, uh, something that I wanted to write about a little more to do a little bit more research about and tell you about, but also tell you about the things that I see uh, on my way up there. Some some recommendations, some great places to eat, some some things that I've enjoyed. So this is going to be partially a travel log recorded live in my hotel room, which I will be uh, uh, cutting in and out of, and also cutting in and out of where I went for this episode. And then you know, back at home, I'll tell you a little bit more about the history of the specific location that I went to, which is the Devil's Mill Hopper an unusual name. It's a geological state park. Uh, the reason I wanted to go there, the reason I wanted to tell you, the, the sort of spoiler alert shirt version. Wow, I totally messed that up. 
I don't normally uh, just speak off the cuff. I've usually got a pretty strong script, but the the uh, 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 the short version, the explanation of why I want to talk about this is that sometime uh, about two years ago, I did an episode about the town that uh, banned the devil, uh, that banned Satan uh, in, a, in a town north of uh, Ocala, north of central Florida. And I thought that was very interesting. But one thing I learned was about Devil's Den, which is this big cave in the ground uh, that used to uh, let off steam. So so they didn't know that even this cave was here. So there would be uh, frontiersmen, people in the area who would be walking around and they would just see smoke, what they thought was smoke, just coming from the ground. So they thought that wherever that was, was just a portal to hell, which is a pretty, pretty insane thing to assume. But uh, when they exposed the uh, the plants and revealed what was inside, it was actually this giant cavern with this huge dip into water uh, that sort of delved into the limestone uh, karst structure that makes up most of Florida. A thing that, as I've mentioned many times, freaks me out to no end. I do not like that this uh, planet is, that this state is absolutely just covered in these giant caverns below the surface. It, it creeps me out. But that's what sinkholes are. Sinkholes are ostensibly um, places where the erosion from water on the surface or, or in the aquifer collapses underneath and and exposes this giant area. And, and that's how we have a lot of lakes in Florida. We don't really know how many bodies of water were sinkholes or something like that before uh, anybody was recording the locations of these bodies of water. Uh, oftentimes, if you see a body of water that's a circle, um, and it's filled with water. Most lakes don't really do that. that that's, that's sort of a unique Florida thing that if you've got these sinkholes that are just these, these lakes or ponds that are perfect circles, those are probably sinkholes that have collapsed into the surface and, and have water inside of them now. Um, but I heard about this geological state park called the Devil's Mill Hopper, which has an unusual name, and instantaneously I assumed that it was because people probably thought that it was a portal to hell, and lo and behold, <laughs> I, was, I was right. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's very interesting that that's just something that, that people have done forever, is they see a big hole in the ground or a cave of some kind, something they don't understand, and they just start calling it the Devil's Den, the Devil's Home, the Devil's Tunnel, the, the Pathway to Hell, the Gateway to Hell, things like that. We have those all over the world. And it's very funny, especially when I tell you about this actual location. It's beautiful. It doesn't look like a portal to hell at all. But I want to tell you a few things on, on routes to uh, Devil's Mill Hopper or around Devil's Mill Hopper that I, I, I love that I want to tell you about. The first is... I had a friend in town this past weekend, and I told him that I went to uh, the Ocala Drive-In recently, and he didn't even know that there was an Ocala Drive-In, so I just wanted to shout them out and tell you about them. I wanted to do an episode this past October about drive-ins because there's this uh, horror movie that I love that's called Blood Rage, uh, which is a fairly generic name, but it was partially filmed in Florida. Uh, in fact, the location that it exists in, the, the location that it was filmed in looks very Florida, which is pretty funny, but it, it was also partially filmed at a drive-in, though not a Florida drive-in. Why? I do not know, but I wanted to visit a drive-in and talk a little bit about drive-in culture and the history of some drive-ins in Florida, uh, but I wasn't able to do that because of the hurricanes. It, it got things shuffled around, but we will be talking about that in October. But for research, I went to a drive-in with my friends in order to talk a little bit about it. We saw two movies. We saw Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom. Is that what that movie is called? I don't normally give movies reviews on here, but that movie is not very good. Um, but the other movie that we saw was Jaws. And if you know me, if you've listened to the show, I love Jaws. It's probably my second favorite movie of all time. I've seen it countless times. I've got Jaws t-shirts. I've got Jaws hats. I just got a hat for Christmas from my friend that says I'd rather be watching Steven Spielberg's 1975 masterpiece Jaws. And that's exactly how I feel. It's the best it's just so much fun but um 
we got to see it on the drive-in screen and it was amazing and I loved it so much and, and getting to see it in that context was so thrilling. But uh, if you have not gone to a drive-in and you're looking for one, the Ocala drive-in is so much fun. They've got good, cheap, delicious drive-in food that you can just eat in your car. The movie plays through your radio speaker uh, and there's a big screen that sh shows the, the big movies of the weekend and then they show some smaller movies on the smaller screen. Uh, it is a really great place. It's really fun. I love going out there. It's usually pretty crowded too. People seem to really enjoy going to the drive-in. So if you want an old-fashioned drive-in experience, I drove by there on my way to Gainesville. And you know what's interesting about it too? It's right near Santos. I don't know if you remember this episode, but during the pandemic, the summer of 2020, I did an episode about the Across Florida Greenway, which was an attempt to create uh, uh, a, a path for nature to move across the state of Florida without any interference from cars. It was using the original path of what was called the Cross Florida Canal, which was a plan that was put into place, uh, I wanna say in the 1940s, where they wanted to, or maybe the 1950s, Hello, it's Future Nick. It was actually the 1930s. Just wanted to get that right. Where they wanted to dredge a canal straight through the middle of north central Florida so that boats could pass right through the middle of it and they used the Oklawaha River in that area as sort of the base of it and then they started to dredge more roads and started to buy up land in order to create these overpasses and stuff like that. It completely failed and did not go through and there's very little evidence of it though the one of the main evidences is that if you're near the Oklawaha River in North uh, Ocala National Forest you will see this very straight river. The rivers don't do that. They're not that straight but if you drive over the bridge leaving the Ocala National Forest at that river there's just this perfectly straight waterway which is uh, dredged by the american government very very interesting but if you go to santos which is just south of the ocala drive and you can see these giant concrete structures that used to be a historically black town in that area uh, that was basically bought out from underneath the citizens and turned into uh, a ghost town now it's as close to a ghost town as you're going to get you can go on this little trail and see these giant concrete structures that were supposed to be an overpass they're all that remain they're quite haunted <laughs> looking uh, uh, pretty spooky to be there. Um, the only real threat that I discovered when I went there was a bunch of spiders. But other than that, it just has an eerie feeling to it. And even just passing by on the road uh, kind of wigs me out. But then you drive a couple minutes more and then you're at the Ocala Drive and you can just relax and, and forget about the spooky forest trail. But if you want to go check out Santos, it's right nearby. It's a, it's a really great visit. And it's just outside downtown Ocala, which I also uh, really enjoy visiting. But I went to Gainesville. And uh, one of the places that I have started to really enjoy in Gainesville is a uh, pizza place. Now, listen, I'm not from Gainesville. If you're from Gainesville, if you went to UF, if you've lived in the area, I'm about to say something that's like probably super obvious. I'm from Orlando. If someone says to you like, hey, there's this really cool place on Mills Avenue. It's called Taco China. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, they're like, yeah, silly. We know we know Taco China. We know Hawkers. Those are the cool places to eat in on Mills Avenue uh, in Orlando. So if I sound like a total tourist, I am a total tourist. There's this place called Satchel's. I'm sure you know about Satchel's. <laughs> They have really delicious pizza there. They've got a really awesome uh, location. I'm going to, if a future Nick has discovered some interesting history about satchels that he wants to share on the show, I'm going to throw to him right now. Okay, I have no idea if I recorded anything, but if I did, I, you, you just heard me cut away. Uh, and if I didn't record anything additional, then you just heard a minute of silence of me giving future Nick an edit point. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so Satchel's is really cool. It's covered in these beautiful mosaics. Uh, apparently, they're trying to cover their, the, the buildings that they own in these mosaics. But uh, it's really, really good pizza. The the tables inside the main bar or the, t- the main restaurant have different, like, objects inside of them. Like, there's a collection of just, like, phone cases in one, a bunch of crayons in another one. Really good pizza, and they have they make their own soda. And there's a whole pamphlet that they give you about the history of how the owner made these these different sodas and and they're very good and it's a really unique experience you can get a flight that's what i did i love flights if you tell me hey we can get you five of a different type of this thing and you can just taste them all and see how you like them i'm gonna do that because i loved i love that anyway the, the other thing that i thought was really cool at this place they've got like an old bus that you can sit inside of there's a plane on top of a building there's a garden and you can sit in the garden and have your pizza out there but there's also a bar that is also a toy shop like you could we bought dice there like Dungeons and Dragons dice but you can buy like tops and little finger puppets and and puzzles and just like all sorts of toys but it's also a bar I don't know why but it's very cool and bright and colorful in there and they seem to have music events in there all the time it's it's a neat place I really dig it I want to I'll probably spend a lot more time there this summer and you know honestly I'm I'm gonna try to spend more time in Gainesville it's not a place I've explored a lot it's not a place we've talked about a lot on the show so if you went to UF or lived around Gainesville uh, and there's some places that you think I should check out some history that you think I should check them out some 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 places that would make for good features on the show reach out to me let me know I I would love to hear it I'm, I'm I'm unfamiliar with the area as I am with uh, Tallahassee which is where I am though I'm here to hike so I'm not going to see much of Tallahassee but I love to uh, explore both of these very important cities I'm not trying to get involved in the Knowles Gators rivalry I promise I promise anyway I want to tell you about the Devil's Mill Hopper I'll tell you about what I saw in there and then I will throw to future Nick and he'll tell you a little bit more about the history because it's very very interesting it's a beautiful park a very small nice little parking lot but what's interesting about it is the visitor center there really isn't one there seems to be an office but the sort of area where they explain what happened how the devil's mill hopper was formed is like an outdoor environmental or outdoor explanation area like there's these beautiful like touchable things that describe the sort of geological ecosystem like these big boards of of descriptions of what happens to the sinkhole that allows it to form and it's like outside which i feel like you don't see that sort of thing i've talked about before those little museums that are always at state parks and how fond i am of those i love those things now this is like that except it's just like six boards that describe it and it's all outdoors so you're you know there's birds nearby there's bugs floating around it's very um it's very unique i really enjoyed it and then not far from there i mean five feet away maybe no 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 like 20 30 feet away is uh the sinkhole now you can walk around the entire sinkhole. You'd have to come back, though, because there, there was a bridge, so it was a perfect circle, but that, that gave out from a couple years ago. Seems like it happened during a hurricane. I'm not entirely sure. It's beautiful, this sinkhole, because you descend this massive staircase. I mean, this just like massive, massive wooden staircase, and you see it at a distance, and you're like, oh, that's pretty far down. It's way further down than you realize. By the time you have descended into this sinkhole, it's, I mean, you're 100 feet. No, you're pretty far. You're pretty far below the surface. Future Nick, how deep into the surface are you? Hello, past Nick. It's Future Nick. The Devil's Mill Hopper is 120 feet deep. We're going to talk a little bit more about the size of it in just a minute. 
So it's beautiful down there. And as you're walking, you can see these ravines. Like there's this ravine that runs through it. They call it Deer Run Ravine. And there's water that's just flowing down over these rocks. There's this beautiful tropical vegetation that's growing up on the rocks and also, you know, moss along the stones and just a trickle of fresh water that's just flows down into this thing and into this, this beautiful sinkhole. And then at the bottom of it uh, is sort of a sandy beach. And when you get down into the location, you can look around the sinkhole and there's lots of different spots where the water is flowing out and into this this uh, sinkhole. So it seems to be flowing from natural water resources, different areas, and then it's flowing down to what looks like a little beach. And then there's a small pool of water, and then that small pool of water seems to drain downwards into the aquifer itself, the Florida aquifer. And then it feeds some of the other rivers and bodies of water in that area. But it's amazing to just descend. And you can actually see, because apparently the sinkhole collapsed twice. So you can see the first time that it sunk and, and lowered an elevation there in the middle. And then you can see the second time where it sunk and got even deeper down into the surface. I mean, it's just such a rare geological site to see, you know, sinkholes, in my opinion, the ones that I see are usually just sort of like a pond. Like they're, they're, they're just sort of couple couple hundred feet in diameter they're not super large but this is like a crater i mean it is a massive 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 collapse into the ground and when you're down in it i mean you were looking up a pretty significant distance and the way that the trees sort of bend down into the mills hopper and into the devil's mill hopper which i will explain why it's called that <laughs> back at home it's it's a very funny story it's one of those things where people just sort of called a thing whatever they thought they should call it and and you'll see but it's unlike anywhere I've ever been in the state of Florida. I mean, even like springs, like where you go and you're exploring a spring like Wakiva Springs or, or Blue Springs State Park, like those are certainly bodies of water that are kind of large and circular and they have water feeding out of them. But this is almost like the opposite. This is almost like a drain. Like in springs, waters are coming out from the surface. But this is sort of like water didn't want to be here anymore and is using this as like a gateway back into the aquifer. It's totally beautiful and, and I want to say the word like alien like something about it is so unearthly and unnatural but it's very natural it's very common for things like this to form but it's it's they call it a geological wonder on their signs and i have to agree and and what's amazing about it too and i'll throw it a future nick now but what's amazing about it is that spot down at the bottom of that staircase it is something else so I'm looking forward to returning to it again sometime, and I'm looking forward to telling you a little bit more of its history and how it became a state park in the first place. By the time I am recording this next section of the episode, I will have already gone on my hike. How did it go, future Nick? And how did this edit system go? I hope that the raw audio was good. See you on the other side. Thanks for listening to this segment. Future Nick, it's all you, brother. Hello, past Nick. Thank you so much. You're, you've been an excellent guest this week. <laughs> Uh, the hike went well. I can't wait to talk to you about it next week. It's uh, it's It was such a good time, and Lily always has so much insight, and I can't wait to share with you all the things that we discovered on our trip and all the things that we talked about. The editing of this episode went pretty well. I liked it. I, I hope that you guys enjoyed it, too, because I'd like to do a little bit more of sort of just a travel log, off-the-cuff style episode. It was pretty fun to edit and pretty fun to record as well. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about the history of the Millhopper itself, because how it formed and how it was used is very, very interesting to me. The Devil's Mill Hopper is really staggering to behold in person, just an unbelievably massive hole in the ground that is, for the most part, unseen in the relatively flat state of Florida. It's just the kind of thing you don't 
see when you're driving around or exploring the woods. You see springs, as I mentioned, that, you know, they, they dip into the ground. They certainly have some elevation, but you have to see this to believe it. It's really quite large. The closest you get are, are these giant holes in the ground, like the mill hopper. You're not getting mountain ranges or big hills or anything. And this giant hole in the ground, it didn't just happen overnight. It was thousands and thousands of years in the making. Water drained into the ground from rain, becoming acidic groundwater, dissolving all the limestone beneath the surface. The space grew and grew underneath the surface, eroding and eroding slowly until the whole thing collapsed underneath about 10,000 years ago, resulting in this massive exposed hole in the ground. Erosion has created so many geological wonders. The Grand Canyon in Arizona is perhaps the finest example in this country. Think of the Devil's Millhopper as Florida's Grand Canyon, though it's hardly grand in comparison. Quote, about 120 feet deep and 500 feet wide, end quote. But it's not just the size of it that makes it such a unique geological feature in Florida, it's what was exposed by the collapsed land. What was revealed when the hole opened was, quote, more than a hundred feet of geologic strata, end quote. Just a roadmap of geological history lying before you. If you go to the very bottom and explore the fossils at the bottom of the millhopper, you'll see shells indicating periods where that soil was covered by the ocean. The higher up in elevation you go, the more recent the animal history is. The rocks and bones become more current as you ascend through the layers until you reach, quote, a thin layer of soil and quartz sand, end quote. The Millhopper State Park website states that rocks up top are part of something called the Hawthorne Group. This is a remarkable and unique thing in Florida that I'm only just learning about for this episode, so we'll discuss it at a later point. We'll, we'll dig deeper into what exactly that means. Essentially, though, the Hawthorne Group is a geological formation in northern Florida, pretty much in an area uh, around Gainesville extending all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. It contains fossils of animals from a certain period of Florida's history, somewhere around 20 million years ago. That's how old the layers are around this sinkhole. We are standing inside it, stretching out history below us, land exposed that had been buried for some millions of years. It's no wonder people felt a sense of unease in this place. It's the most unnatural feeling natural place I've stumbled into in a very long time. You're probably wondering how it got its name. A fair question. It's not easy to even understand. The Devil's Millhopper. Let's break it down into two parts. You know what the devil is, of course. We'll come back to that in a second. But a millhopper, not really a term that I'm sure you've heard of. It's not even really a term that exists outside of this. It's a reference to a grist mill. A grist mill being the machine that grinded up grain. The giant hole in the ground resembles the opening part of the mill where the grain is put inside to then be milled and ground down. It literally is just a big sort of open funnels type shape. So that's what this sinkhole looked like to whoever named it however many years ago. So the name just stuck, became the mill hopper. But how did the devil get involved? Well, there are a few stories to explain those origins. According to an article, March 29, 1987, in the St. Petersburg Times, written by one Jeff Klinkenberg, one story went like this, quote, As the story goes, a family of lawless farmers who lived on the location one day paid for their sins. The woods rumbled, and when neighbors came to see what had happened, farm and farmers were gone, swallowed by a giant hole, end quote. That's not the only version of events. An article from the Orlando Sentinel from June 8, 1981, written by Laura Cavish, lists a few more. One story tells of a man who drank too much, whose family told him that if he kept drinking, the devil would get him. Indeed, he fell asleep and after a rumble in the night, the family found him gone and the sinkhole where he once was. 
sort of a theme in some of those that the ground opened up as some sort of punishment for wrongdoing. One story that's not so cool is about a quote-unquote Indian village where a quote-unquote beautiful princess lived. The devil apparently wanted her and brought her to his home, which was the sinkhole. When her people went to save her, quote, the devil turned them into the boulders that now freckle the site, end quote, and the princess was never found. That is quite similar to the story of Persephone and Hades in Greek mythology, weirdly. All my Percy Jackson fans, please stand up. Uh, another version of events state that the bones in the hole are because the devil was dining on the animals that had bones down there, including... <laughs> including including literally manatees which is which is an image i will not get out of my head the devil eating a manatee <laughs> you know they're not very good they, they, uh, i don't know if you remember we talked about this in the manatee episode but manatees don't have a lot of predators because there's nothing really to eat they're, they're kind of vacant they're kind of empty within although their bodies look big and you would think that there's a lot of meat to enjoy in there uh it's there's nothing in there so they don't have any natural predators. <laughs> so I can't imagine the devil would get a lot of enjoyment out of eating a manatee if no other predator is. But hey, that's a good tattoo. Devil eating manatee. Maybe a good name of a punk band too. Anyway, my favorite version of the story is this. Quote, the sinkhole was created when a great herd of cattle was on its way to or from Lake City. No one is certain which. The weight of the beasts was just too great for the land. End quote. Too many cows. The ground just couldn't take it, so just like that, the land collapsed and a giant hole was left in its wake because of too many cows. I will accept <laughs> that's a pretty good origin to the Devil's Mill Hopper. I'm not sure I agree with any of the other version of events as even interesting mythology, but somehow the cattle one, that one works for me. Anyway, what's most interesting about this place is that it was actually kind of a cool party hangout area for students from University of Florida just a few miles away. I mean, think of it. It was this giant hole in the ground, hard to access, difficult to get into, and there was even a, a pretty solid standing water uh, in the area. Now, that water is no longer as tall as it was back then. The water that flows from these little waterfalls along the edge of the millhopper goes into the aquifer below and then feeds water systems around the millhopper. But back in the day, apparently, there was enough water that it actually kind of worked as a pool and people would kind of dive in i mean it was how could you not want to hang out in there as a college student there was times where apparently it was so filled with garbage from people just drinking and partying down there that it, you, it was almost more garbage than it was foliage that's the kind of stories you were seeing also apparently because of its steep incline and the sort of shape of it people would ride motorcycles into the mill hopper sort of up and down i mean i can imagine it because it sort of has that bowl shape that you see you can sort of imagine a motorcycle really enjoying uh going around the loops and going up the hill and riding down and back up again and sort of using gravity to your favor so i can totally see how that would be a really 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 fun thing to do except for the fact that this is a geological environmental feature that was being totally destroyed by people using it as a, a playground but you know i understand why this hidden little garden of eden was a great place to hang out and as i was down there examining the water and the beautiful trees around and the and the wonderful sky above it was pretty tempting to imagine just crawling down and hanging out in that water and enjoying a day in the sunlight at the bottom of the Devil's Mill Hopper. 
Now, if you remember, we talked about the Civilian Conservation Corps, uh, which was created during the New Deal under FDR. The CCC, as it was called, allowed unemployed men to get opportunities. They helped build certain things in state parks around the state of Florida. I'll include a link to the episode about the CCC so you can read more about it. But apparently an original stairway that led down into the Devil's Mill Hopper was built by the CCC, but the stairway that's there now is not the original CCC's boardwalk. It seems to have fallen into disuse probably during those times where it began became a bit of a party area but here's what you need to know the devil's mill hopper was finally able to be protected because in 1974 it became an actual florida state park and it has been protected in that way ever since it's also a registered natural landmark that came about in 1976 so it has all of these protections now that allow us to preserve and celebrate what is within this giant hole in the ground. But up until that point, even after the CCC tried to build their a great stairway into the sink, it was a party location. But it's one of those things that always boggles my mind. We still have this name attached to it. Uh, you know, we call it the Devil's Mill Hopper. It's just one of those places that it's it's got such a wicked name to it, but the place itself is just remarkable. People were so afraid of it, but it seems like nowadays a lot of people seem to be seeing the devil where there's nothing evil present at all. That's not a new human condition. People saw a beautiful, wonderful geological landmark and they decided to call it an entrance to hell. It's just an unfortunate habit that we humans have to do. We see something perfectly normal and decide to call it the devil. I will be glad to return to the mill hopper the next time I am around Gainesville because it's got quite a beautiful view of the sky and some of the most gorgeous freshwater flowing from Florida's aquifer that I've ever seen. If I'm going to be hanging out at a portal to hell, I will always choose the Devil's Mill Hopper. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wait 5 Minutes. And thank you to Pass Nick for being my guest on this episode. <laughs> I am so grateful that you listened. I'm so glad that you enjoyed the show. If you do enjoy the episode, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps the show grow. And you can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what you enjoy about the show at WFMPod. You can send me an email at WFMPod at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I've included some links in the episode description to learn even more about the side episodes to this episode, the CCC and other state parks in the area. Go check those out. Go learn about the Devil's Den. There's all sorts of amazing stories related to this story. Thank you for listening. All the music used in this episode was originally composed. All right, I will be back next week with another road trip. We're going to be catching up with an old friend, as you heard in this episode, my friend Lily Anderson-Messick of the Florida Native Plant Society. Last year, we went on a search for the Florida Torreya, and this year, we did it again. I cannot wait to show you what we found and all of the amazing things discovered. Man, Lily is so much fun to hang out with. We had such an amazing chat, and she showed me some really exciting things up there in the panhandle on this trip. So tune in next week for another adventure with Lily Anderson-Messick. Until then, be good to yourself, be good to others, drink more water, and go gator and muddy the water. Have a great week. <laughs>